Hello world, it's May 27, 2020 sort of a special episode and I do apologize if you come here for interviews with my machine learning heroes because this will be slightly different and uh, this idea came out of actually a chai time chat at uh, at work where uh, I'm fortunate really fortunate to be working with Rohan Rao and Parul Pandey who suggested this idea that for a birthday special maybe I could uh, invite questions from my heroes that I've been interviewing and just answer them so this is what it is to my surprise in, in the past three or four days that I've reached out to a lot of people. I got over 90 questions. It might as well over be a hundred. Uh, I didn't count exactly. And I also really wanted to do a celebration video. Uh, my interview series is about to reach the number hundred publicly. It's not a hundred because I release two every week and, uh, the hundredth is still to be released, but uh, I thought might as well use this excuse. So uh, here I am with questions from a lot of people that I've been fortunate enough to have interviewed a lot of people that I have known via the series. And uh, I'll try my best to answer their questions. Hope you enjoy this uh, and feel free to ask me anything. Once this goes live, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday online. We, Unfortunately, we can't go outside and I hope you can join me in that. So how this is going to be formatted is I'm going to try and narrate out the question. And I know a large number of you tune in through the audio stream. So I would request you to go to the video stream. If you can't tell, uh, I've just come up with a new setup. I'm using a new camera, a new mic and also a new look. <laughs> I'll try my best to edit it uh, in a format that allows the questions to be better readable. Another caution, I may speak out these names as if they are my best buddies, but uh, really they are my heroes and I, I'm really fortunate that they said yes to this idea. I'm really fortunate that I, know, I have uh, gotten to know them. So the first question is by Radek Osmalski, who's been a personal mentor of mine, uh, amazing fast day classmate and his question is once we can safely travel and attend classes in person are you planning on attending a fast a course in person in san francisco uh, let, let me give you a bit of background this year was supposed to be really exciting especially this birthday of mine it was planned i had planned to celebrate it in california in san francisco along with all of these amazing people that i've known through the internet yes once uh, things get back to normal the world is back to normal I would absolutely love to meet my gurus from fast I would absolutely love to meet the community there. Uh, it's most definitely. The next question is from Rohan Rao, who's a data scientist at H2O, Kaggle Grandmaster, and also worldwide known Sudoku champion. What are the top enhancements or changes you are working on for CTDS? Anything to look forward to in the near future? A funny story, the branding idea of CTDS actually came from Rohan, thanks to his suggestion. And uh, yes, there are a lot of exciting things that I, I am, I've been working on. So three things. I'm launching a new podcast. <laughs> yes, a new podcast called Chai Time Data Science News, ctds.news. You can find another writer that will go live with this blog post. You can read all about it. But the idea is to give you a short news podcast, ideally in three to five minutes, always less than 10 minutes for you to be able to be on top of data science news, basically. Now, if, if you know me, uh, I'm completely community driven. So if you have any thoughts around, around that, please let me know. The first episode is supposed to go live somewhere in the first week of June. So in a few days from now, but we'll see how that goes. Secondly, uh, you, as you might know, I have been subtitling every single one of the interview that goes out. Yes. Uh, all of the two interviews each week that go out and have been going out since January. And now I'll be starting a blog version release of these also in the first week of June or probably before that. So you can read, you can expect uh, blog releases 
and also short interesting parts of the conversation short clips uh i was going to call it cutting chai shorts from chai time data science uh, so really excited about that uh, i also have a new setup new camera new mic new look but we'll see how that goes the chai time data science story how did it all begin um so i have been interviewing my heroes from machine learning in a blog format and i started that in my third year of studies third year of university i did almost 25 interviews but after a point it it start uh, i started feeling it was getting repetitive my questions were getting repetitive and i i didn't want to just go out there and waste uh, these amazing people that were giving me their time their time also to me it was feeling like i was asking these heroes of mine to write the blog post for me at least that that's how it would fit into my pipeline i would send them my questions they would write the answers back uh, another thing that i really wanted to do was i luckily was able to interview many kaggle grandmasters many kaggle masters and i wanted to apply their advice myself so this might have happened in parallel but i focused more on kaggle i really focused on kaggle at least for 6 7 months that i was active on the platform and right around the last few months of my activity i actually made it to the final rounds of the google ai residency program so i was also freelancing at that time freelancing because you're not allowed to have a job job in college and uh, i had opted out of college placement so in india your college helps you get a job i had opted out of that very boldly because i didn't see any machine learning related roles so i was got my i thought might as well risk it if if i really want to do this if if i'm not confident enough why dare i say that that i'd love to be a part of this field so i did that and um, if you have worked in consulting or freelancing you know when it rains it pours and when it doesn't it's drier than a desert so the google ai residency looked like it was going to be my salvation it was going to be the amazing path out everything's going to pan out uh, this crazy path different path that i had set on and it might not sound crazy to you but it was quite a bit of a uh, challenge for me to convince my parents which was not that hard after of after the first few paychecks came in but it it personally i was hoping that this would you know connect the dots no doubt i failed that interview <laughs> so um there there two things um and first one would be with blogging i never imagined even in my wildest uh, estimate that i'd get to the audience that i could and all all credit goes to hacker noon and rachel thomas whose advice i still try to apply 1 million is a number that song makers might dream of so that to me that was a number that i wouldn't even think of hitting in 10 years and after hitting that in around 2 years i wanted to try something else switch to something else you know maybe podcasting maybe video creation just content creation in something else in another media and secondly i tried to give back to the community because i i realized hey i didn't make it to the fine uh, make it to the other side but what if i can help other people what if uh, i can help other indians make it to the other side so i got really involved with all of the communities online that i could and i actually started a chai time data science or i don't remember if it was this called chai time chat so i've i've written a blog post on this the chai time data science show announcement but i'll try to give you the gist of it so in dsnet uh, i opened up a poll and i asked people if they'd like to give me more than 25 if if i get more than 25 emoji reactions i'll open up my calendar uh, around 50 hours on my calendar and just try to help people as much as i can 50 hours for that particular month in under one day actually if i remember correctly under a few hours my complete month got booked throughout may and june i ended up doing three calls every day with people from the amazing community the dsnet community uh, 
just trying to help them out in any way i can and what this led to was i became slightly more confident in the way i interact and this this uh, helped me build up the confidence that led up to the podcast if if i were to write something and i've already written this pytorch in under pytorch basics in under 4 minutes they'll go out of date in 6 months 1 year at best if it's some other deep learning framework it'll go out of date in under a month maybe so i really enjoy doing these interviews because i feel uh, these advices that have been coming out through this format is really timeless so i wanted to get back to that and by this time in my freelance uh, situation it was raining it was pouring i i was uh, almost getting bay area payouts in dehradun which is a small town in north india it was quite a good situation that i was in in under a week i decided uh, i didn't care that about that much about money versus about how much value i can provide to the community that is something that i have valued a lot growing up and in under a month i set myself up to launching the podcast doing two releases every week that's how it all started and here i am has covid 19 affected ctds in any way positively or negatively i mean i'm yes and no i i am really lucky i am really fortunate that i get to sit at home do this podcast uh, and i i i consider myself a lot very fortunate so the stats is uh, lower to where i would have hoped it to be at least since i've been doing this for the previous 5 6 months continuously two releases every week the process not so much uh, chai time has always been re- remote ctds.show has always been a remote podcast it would happen through video call the next question is by vladimir iglovikov the computer vision grandmaster what was your worst or most painful fail or mistake in last year this goes back to the advice and personally at least i've been really trying hard to apply all of the advice that has been shared through the interviews grandmaster turnaus Uh, that's his name on ods he had mentioned uh, you know go out work out a bit take a bit off from this data science from this tech world that's one thing i really failed at so i also set myself up publicly to being accountable for this i am overweight by 30 kgs and i intended to lose 15 this year i am 10 down that path last year i had failed pretty bad and secondly professionally speaking Google was supposed to be the dot connector for me, uh, and I worked really hard preparing for the interview, but I ended up failing it, and that luckily led me to starting this podcast, which wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. But I remember last time exactly this this date last year, my birthday, my college had ended, so all of my friends had forgotten about my birthday. Secondly, I was off of social media since I was working almost full time with college in parallel. so i was trying to freelance with college in pal so the only people that were wishing me were my linkedin connections a mutual fund where i had invested for tax saving and my credit card <laughs> and and uh, i had just received my uh, update of failing the interview the next question by rohan is what is your biggest achievement with respect to ctds i think I started this as an effort for the community. I never intended to monetize it. I haven't, and I've been able to keep up with it. And I, for almost seventy-five interviews now, the biggest achievement for me is this small value, if you may, that I've been able to provide to the data science community. This small contribution that I was able to make, being the naive twenty-two-year-old and experienced. beginner i am myself am i i am really fortunate that i was able to do so and if if i can mention another one i was really lucky i got to know so many people i got access to their brains i got access to their times their unfiltered advice it's been a dream andre lukanenko artgor did your podcast have some real influence on you like developing some skills finding a different job and so on 
for the job yes uh, i'll save that for a later conversation but that was part of uh, the recognition that i had at its too i have been interviewing grandmasters and a lot of them are at h2o the company where i am working right now so but i'll say that conversation for later secondly uh, one thing that i didn't expect better speaker if i may although i would say better interviewer as well and secondly i've been i've been doing two releases sunday and thursdays 9 am pacific sharp every week with audio video and proper checked subtitles so it takes a lot of work and i really learned how to manage my time really really well uh, i sebastian ruder who's currently at deep mind is there any advice you would give to your younger self at the point where you were just about to record your first podcast i think uh, in hindsight the dots connect for me and i learned through the process but if i could tell myself that you should really streamline the process you, i should really nail down the editing the subtitles which took me a lot of time initially because i was really trying to be very sincere go through the videos really analyze what i am doing try to figure that out but if i had that streamline better i would have been able to ask questions more sincerely i would have been able to spend more time trying to come up with questions that i'd like to ask better Alexey Grigorev who's currently the lead at OLX group I'm curious to know what do you think about ODS community uh, I see he sees that I am sometimes active there so uh, I I am really fascinated by the Russian culture and I had recently written a pretty long g- message of gratitude in the community I think Russians if if i may say that are brutally on i got a thumbs up for the interview series from them so i was able to share my interviews this podcast is completely driven by the community i don't monetize it there are no channels i just post it in a few communities i just post it online on twitter linkedin and ods is a community where i post at it's one of the most active communities where i post at that's that's in my opinion one of the biggest achievements also of this series that i got a thumbs up from ods my roommate from college sham aghara asked how much money have i made uh, this is sort of funny he already knows that zero <laughs> I, this this has been my service to the community if i dare say that and i have absolutely enjoyed it so money is sort of secondary i i would like to buy a lot of graphic cards someday in the future when i am competing on kaggle more but uh, currently i don't monetize this and i don't intend to susanna illich the founder and director at machine learning tokyo asks after talking to so many interesting and brilliant people in ml on your podcast what were some of your most memorable moments and your biggest personal and ml related takeaways and a similar question by hamil hussein staff ml engineer at github the most surprising or profound thing you learned after talking with data scientists in the community did you learn anything you didn't expect so to me every single one of these interviews was really a blessing every single one of the people that i was able to talk to know via this podcast i really enjoyed it that that was my biggest personal takeaway that i was able to connect with so many great minds in this field i think and uh, susanna might agree with me on this it's a responsibility and it's also a learning experience if if you create a warm and welcoming community and you try to help as many people I respect the fast day philosophy a lot uh, making deep learning uncool and that I I try to contribute to that as much uh, that's one advice that has echoed throughout the interviews a lot of these heroes of mine try to contribute to the community that's why they came on the podcast even I believe secondly the I thought after a while you know when you become a grandmaster you've done like 50 competitions you're set you just take 2 hours 3 hours to solve a problem you're good sebastian ruder asks were there any key trends or commonalities that your 
interview is mentioned a personal misconception i had is data scientists can get away with not the best code and uh, data science doesn't necessarily have a lot of parallels with software engineering i was quite wrong in that uh, quite a few number of people have advised that if you are a good data scientist you should also focus on make writing better code and uh, i i'm still learning both of these things i'm still in the process of learning them the second advice was uh, don't just learn implement my favorite blog that i have written my own personal writing is how not to do fast and there i talk about where you fall into the loop of infinite learning and actually never implement something so implement stuff kaggle really kaggle kaggle a lot and share what you learn via blog posts maybe even podcasts or videos there were a lot of kagglers in the podcast uh, they love kaggle but are there some common problems with kaggle or some other criticism i want to throw a disclaimer out there i am really a kaggle noob i am a 3x expert hoping to be a 3x master by the end of year which doesn't mean i'll be a master in any sense i'm just i'm just two or three years into my ml journey even less for kaggle but if i dare say a few words i think some people fall into the trap of gamification just gamification you know where they forget that uh your material can receive upwards if you really create some good materials if you remain genuine and this isn't pointed towards any hero that i've interviewed it's just an issue and it's it's common when you gamify things right it's it's common anywhere we've also seen it in world sports and sometimes people aren't cautious about putting the best code out there on kaggle or at least for their internal solutions so that's one thing uh, or one criticism if any that i could come up with dimitri gordev the lion from kaggle team zoo asks what is the most controversial topic you came across while talking to different ml practitioners i think people always don't see eye to eye when it comes to kaggle i respect the platform a lot i am a fan of it i'll hopefully keep interviewing more grandmasters more masters and hopefully also try to win well those are big words maybe medal <laughs> in a few competitions but we'll see so i think kaggle is one of the controversial topics many people don't see eye to eye on it what was the most awkward moment during an interview there there have been many i think the one that stands out a lot is uh, when i was interviewing the retired construction work, worker dieter grandmaster dieter christoph hankel hankel so I, i was staying in a hostel to save expenses and we had the hostel staff come in and clean uh, the rooms every day and those are those are loud people that's that's pretty common in india if if you from if you're doing it from another country and i'm i'm interviewing i'm in the middle of the call i'm talking to uh, deter and the staff comes in and they're really screaming on the top of their voice so i, I had to actually ask uh, christoph to take a pause so that i could go talk to them and ask them to leave we had a good laugh out of it though alex uh, the radiologist from fastai kaggle winner asks what is the most embarrassing question that you asked during your podcast and blogs the most embarrassing one to me is i talk a lot about i try to think a lot about and talk a lot about diversity and inclusion and that has also been one of the biggest failures of chai time if i may that i have even though i would like to see the women representation in tech grow a lot i would like to contribute to that in some way i have actually propagated the bias a lot by just having the same proportion in in numbers of the people that i have interviewed it might be slightly better than some tech communities if i dare say that but you know 
inviting someone on the podcast and asking them what can i do for what should we do for women 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 in machine learning and data science and at the same time i'm contributing to this bias i'm i'm embarrassed by that honestly speaking parul pandey uh, one of the best blog writers i've known uh, and also at the time of recording she's a master on kaggle her question is name your favorite grandmaster from each of the kaggle category who have been on cdds you cannot repeat the names wow this this is really difficult because every single one of the conversations as and i really mean it when i say it was with a hero of mine but if if i have to pick for competitions uh jiba gilberto colonels srk sudley rajkumar and discussions cpmp uh john fronshaw puje yuri khashnitsky uh leader of mlcos.ai given that you've interviewed so many people can you pick up a couple of funny anecdotal stories that you enjoyed the most Yes, retiring from construction and becoming Kaggle Triple Grandmaster. I don't know how Dieter did it, but it's <laughs> it's <laughs> something out of the world. Sudley Rajkumar, SRK on Kaggle, Kaggle Grandmaster. He asks, if you are on the other side of the chair in CTDS, whom would you like to see as the interviewer? Wow, I. this is a tough answer because i don't think i am qualified in any way to share any data science advice if i am to pick the person from the field of uh ai broadly speaking lex friedman if outside of it joe rogan and uh, what is your favorite data science podcast or channel uh lex friedman's artificial intelligence podcast when you start out in any journey the imposter syndrome and some envy is prone to kick in i'll be honest uh, it's it's quite i would always look up at lex's podcast and think hey, this uh, this person is getting millions of views and downloads to their podcast and i'm just getting a few hundred now well might might be a thousand around that number but um later when the naive mind of my 22 year old self settled down and i now i've almost watched all of his it's it's been my favorite podcast and i'm really grateful that i don't think i'll be ever capable of asking questions in such a capacity of you know be able to look at the broader picture or i am not there yet that's one thing where legs has been doing a phenomenal job i think everyone knows that already but being a very technical person yourself and then being able to appreciate philosophy in such a capacity i don't know of anyone else that has been able to do it in ai kaggle legend jiba gilberto asks is it possible and i haven't altered the questions that make me look slightly better because <laughs> and the I think people have been very kind with their questions, but I'll just read them as is. Is it possible at the same time to work with data science, create content, play Kaggle, uh, maintain a blog, interview data science heroes, and play video games? What is your trick to balancing all activities? Th- those are very kind words from him. Uh, I, in my uh, very honest with you, I think I've been doing a poor job across all of these. i've been trying my best but struggling to balance all of these secondly i'm 23 year old with almost no responsibilities and uh, almost the entirety of my day i spend next to a computer my screen time at least with these days is or even on non pandemic days is usually around 12 hours now it's around 16 to 22 hours depending on uh, so i don't have a life outside of this if i may i really enjoy it i love the process and uh, the love the support i have received from the community i don't know of a bigger propeller than that and a, a similar question by shivam bansal colonel's uh, legend kagal colonel's legend and grandmaster what is your biggest motivation and what keeps you motivated throughout the day and night i am fascinated by machine learning and i mean that in the most sincerest sincerest sense i mean that in the truest uh, 
sense so just my passion for the field and how much i value and i am really lucky to be able to do the things i love so i am the luckiest person right i am fortunate enough to be able to do that in a personal space also and my personal and professional boundaries blur a lot and i have received the greatest support from the community i don't know of a bigger propeller nalini one of my mentors and fellow students from fast and tanya she goes by blonde on kaggle and uh, traveling tatty nalini asks what is one value that defines you the one that will never change no matter what and uh, the question by tanya which is a similar one is if you had to describe yourself with one word what will it be uh, one word sincere i would say one value that won't change for me is if uh, i set my mind to do one thing i i'll remain sincere to it in the truest of sense i'll try my best to do it i have a okay record of doing it with ctds this year to interviews each week audio video subtitles jason antich fast a hero and creator of deoldify as every time i've interacted with you you seem to be the happiest person i've ever met what's your secret and you need to understand uh, jason uh, i'm 22 i'm doing what i love and i get to talk to jason antich what else could i ask or what was i don't know what to how to answer that but uh, dimitri gordev dot asks who inspires you and how did it change since you started your channel uh, the podcast who this this one had actually created an interesting controversy for me i was uh, side cornered by a few grandmasters hey uh, you call every single one of us your hero who's your biggest hero and if i if i'm to say that uh, my biggest inspiration would be my parents my biggest heroes would be my parents if i am to pick my top heroes but honestly every single one of the person in this field that i really look up to and have interviewed uh, inspires me a lot how it has changed is it has only grown my respect and admiration for these people so the 100 podcast is also coming up and sebastian ruder knows that how have your questions and the way you ask them changed from your pod, first podcast to 100 so one thing i've been uh, really cautious of is whenever i interview someone and anyone in such a respectable capacity or in a such high achieving capacity so i don't like to start with questions asking why don't you tell me a bit about yourself why don't you do this why don't you i don't like the other person to do my work i like to ask specific questions and i think i've improved a bit upon that now i try to spend a lot a lot more time much more than earlier sometimes even 4 5 days just trying to think of questions uh, that i'd like to ask oh this 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 is a tricky one uh, karthik from dsnet one of my heroes from dsnet community ask you invest a lot of time preparing these interviews do you have days when you get the feeling that this could be better spent somewhere else personally career wise learning something new or kaggle um not going to lie yes i would love to kaggle more my excuse is i am young if i may i am one year older now but i really adhere to the advice that you know i can mess up as much until at least at least till i'm 30 so that's why i started the podcast that's why i went full blown into it i'm neither a good kaggler or a programmer but uh, i love what i do maybe it's not the best decision i don't know uh, if if i fail with this philip singer another lion from the kaggle team zoo what is your favorite asks what is your favorite quote from your interviews quote also comes from him and this is one question that i think uh, this is one topic that a lot of people would be getting questions around and this is a comment on uh, 
if you're asking questions you know how should i do this how should i do this how should i do x with respect to fast a and his answer uh, is if people are asking the questions or you know uh, i don't know how to find homework i don't know what i should be doing what they're really saying or what they might be saying is you know uh, they have a motivation problem so and i do relate to this when people ask how should i get started to on kaggle should i do kaggle they maybe have a motivation problem where they don't feel like the approach would be effective and to that radik says that probably the first point to overcome this is actually this is the reality of life you know you if to, you want to learn anything you need to sit in front of a computer for hours spend time doing things that seem basic but they're actually not basic this that's part of the learning curve and that is hard work really learning something via the top down approach uh, something that radik and i really respect what do you enjoy most about your role at h2o did you notice i switched to drinking h2o from chai or oh, you're not watching the video you should so h2o there's there's so many things uh, it's it's difficult to articulate almost but uh, to the best of my knowledge uh, we call ourselves makers and to the best of my knowledge i am the youngest maker there are a lot of grandmasters at this co- company kaggle grandmasters which to me at least are the smartest people that i know of in the data science world that i am attracted to i work in the content team right now because uh, all of this comes under content and everyone i'd be lying if i didn't mention that everyone around is super smart super experienced really intelligent people all around and they they're very warm they're very welcoming it's it's this amazing environment and i get to learn from every single person i speak to and it's also i get to do ctds show not new ctds show chai time data science show as part of my work i am really lucky uh, i i enjoy interviewing grandmasters quite a few of them are at s2 and i am lucky i get to do that at work but also i am i'm just fresh out of college uh, this is my first job job even though i would funnily joke about that i have 3 years of experience in consulting two or 3 years i don't exactly remember but um this is as and i've written a blog post on it but this is, as i mentioned i'm a community taught ml engineer and this is a dream job that i couldn't even dream of to be in this position in india where uh, machine learning isn't at its peak compared to let's say uh, silicon valley or canada being able to learn so much directly indirectly is a blessing i think there's a lot of independence around what you can do at work uh, if you if you come up with a good idea hey i want to try this usually the first question isn't why as you might expect it it's oh that's that's a great idea here's what i think how can i help let me know if you need anything even if it may or may not be related to work and s2 is a company that also really respects uh democratizing ai that's that's the motto but uh, these are also my interpretation so to speak but they respect community work a lot and i'm allowed to do that also sometimes at work so that's 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 a dream for me honestly uh the next question is by one of the greatest statisticians uh rasul finger India has a very rich and strong tradition in stats and maths are young data scientists in India effectively taking advantage of this education mentorship and early career paths so india is one place where uh, we have a lot of competition there i think when i was appearing for my bachelors 4 uh, years ago 5 years ago 15 lakh people were just writing the entrance test so i think that's that's an advantage that indians we're not afraid of competition i think the industry is growing uh, h2o has offices people like srk uh, the community is really fortunate to have such mentors if i may say so and uh, 
they there's since there's there's a lot of numbers there's also quite a bit of noise there but i think anyone who's sincere uh, be they let them be in any part of the world you just need an internet for data science in my in my opinion so uh, not to be biased but yes india is using the opportunity quite well i think victor san scientist at hugging face machine learning scientist and engineers have two different jobs even though they have overlapping components uh, what are the challenges that ml engineers face and scientists often underestimate conversely uh, challenges that scientists face that engineers underestimate so i'd like to i'd like to start my answer by saying that i am neither uh, so my answer will be based on my understanding and i i respect both roles a lot i think science is about creating discovering doing research cre- coming up with novel ideas and uh, similarly for engineering it's about creating these pipelines solving engineering constraints and that is one challenge that uh, some scientists might underestimate engineers who underestimate science uh, you know there's there's a joke on twitter that uh, there's not a lot of changes in sota architectures if you compare them sometimes and i think creating science creating these architectures is also a bit of discovering new things in this field in my opinion is is an amazing feat the question by radek uh, in double quotes when i i referring to him when i was embarking on my journey to learn to code and then to do machine learning i had conceptions preconceptions about both of these activities that turned out to be completely wrong from your deep learning journey what were some ideas you held initially that turned out to be wrong two things how difficult it will be and how easy it will be <laughs> two very contradictory answers so how difficult it will be i thought it will take me uh, and that's one of the reasons why i started I asked my uh, college mentors what do you think of machine learning they told me you need a masters you need a phd and then you should think of this topic being the rebel i was i took up the challenge and uh, that was a misconception i carried with me that this is a difficult field then there's also an underestimation you know if i spend 6 months on kaggle i can become an expert or dare i say master that's also a big underestimation a person approaches you and asks sayam i have been learning to code for 6 months now taking online courses how long do you think before i become employable what other skills apart from being able to write to code should i develop that are necessary um so i i really look up to fasi in the sense that it empowers a lot of people to break into the field which and i know many of my peers who have been able to break into the field even though they started to code just a few months ago how do you bring in your domain knowledge whatever background you have so you know a person might not be a great coder or a great ml engineer but they would have the strong background in business or a specific domain that they can easily bridge into ml and apply to their field so if they can leverage that background i think months is a bad measure they should uh, it's easy to do do that with tools like fastai but other skills that are necessary is you also need to communicate what you have learned try dropping those tech heavy jargons in uh, business meetings it's 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 a challenge to get your point across and that's where i think blogging comes into the picture also another idea that i think radek and i have learned from fasti that's where you should learn to communicate your ideas so i would say also communicating your ideas and it's an iterative process you won't become an ml engineer when you get the role right it's you are always chasing the target you're always becoming better robert bracco my friend and fellow fasti student i'd love to hear more about your personal life outside of ml uh, where did you grow up what was it like what's your family like um Oh boy. It's it's a straightforward answer. I don't have much life outside of ML. I don't have a life outside of ML data science. Uh, I grew up in a small town uh, in North India, Dehradun. 
which is a really beautiful valley it's surrounded by the himalayas and i always had this i think my love of chai came from how much we enjoy chai in the mountains or also how much i had used it as an excuse uh, that i really need chai to be able to study and then i'd just waste time drinking chai so that <laughs> that might be a factor but i really uh, it was a lovely childhood i think i really enjoyed growing up uh, i wish i had internet access earlier than i did i only got to it around 2015 or 16 good internet access my family is is a nuclear family my mother and father uh it's it's more of a friendship than family i think me and my father troll each other pretty much every day uh, although i would say his meme his meme and trolling game has gone up a lot <laughs> um but yeah needless to say and i can't overstate this i wouldn't be where i am in my life if it uh, wasn't for my parents if it wasn't by my parents also favorite non computer related activity uh, i would go out on a bike ride every evening uh, to a hill top or a hill range near near my house take a bike ride for 2 or 3 hours in the evening sometimes and just find a quiet corner and sit down there have chai the same question also by inversion is uh, inversion the first discussions grandmaster and data scientist at kaggle what do you like to do for fun when you're not doing data science i would say yes uh, just absorbing the mountains and taking a slow uh, motorbike ride arno candle cto at h2o asks what advice would you give your parents to tell you when you were 10 15 and 20 <laughs> buy me more games buy me a xbox you should have bought me that xbox when i was uh, 12 i needed a faster internet i don't know <laughs> but honestly i think uh, i am not the best child i i annoy my parents a lot i have been i still do to this date uh, they did a great job at bringing me up much better than i would have done <laughs> and i don't think uh, i would change anything about that i i really enjoyed uh, did you watch a lot of tv and play a lot of video games as a child do you think it helped yes to every single youngster watching this video go out there play as many games it's a growing industry you'll make a lot of money i did play a lot of games uh and then i stopped when i got into work in college that is because i didn't have time Kazo and I would echo Grandmaster Mario's Casanova's advice or words here. If you look at data science or Kaggle like a game, it becomes easier. Rohan asks, I heard you had some very entertaining incidents in college. True story. Which is your f- most memorable one? I could be very critical of university, and that I am to anyone that uh, follows my rants on Twitter. I have been. but uh, it's my birthday so i'm trying to bring some positivity i think the most memorable incident to me in the positive sense was uh, when i started or maybe when i got my first paycheck in i think sophomore or the year after that the fact that i could make money which wasn't a goal but uh, it was reassuring for sure while embarking in this field which led me to starting a company as well you know the best experiences in life aren't free they are business expensed and uh, me and my co-founder my friend rishi we found a way uh, we realized that in india you can have a startup and earn tax free as long as you are under certain thresholds grandmaster martin heads or tails uh, first colonel's grandmaster us how did becoming part of kaggle or ml community change your life or your outlook on life i like to call myself a community taught engineer and i think it's been the most eye opening experience for me and also realizing the fact that it's a lifelong learning even grandmasters that are in the top 
spend a lot of time on the platform they learn a lot every day that was uh, my outlook and also what i learned from kaggle is you need to move fast you need to code fast and you need to submit even faster akash ns from jovian ml and dsnet i think they're also running an active course right now so allow me to drop a plug for an amazing course on pytos that they are running right now do check it out what is your advice for students and fresh graduates who are interested in data science but are feeling uncertain about jobs and internships due to the pandemic i just i never got into data science just because of a job so if you know i see a lot of people mentioning that they are passionate about this field I, i'm sure they are but if you are really passionate uh, will you continue doing it if you're not paid focus uh, and i'm assuming you have the time since you're seeking work building projects utilize this time anthony goldblum ceo of kaggle as what do you find most exciting about data science and machine learning i think uh, to me what appeals the most is and i think also something that kaggle really appeals to is what machine learning can enable it's with just a bit of creativity uh, you can enable so so much you can empower so many different uh, fields you can bring it to so many applications and as humans we are known to be creative we don't like the repetitive processes i don't enjoy video editing at all and auto i don't think it's just automation but uh, being able to automate those parts and focus on the bigger questions focus on solving bigger problems being a creative thinker being more creative is what i really like about or i find exciting about data science or machine learning broadly speaking also as a kid i would really have wished that i would have a personal assistant like jarvis you know like iron man what what was the biggest surprise or strange uh, thing you encountered in data science biggest surprise was how again uh, how much effort you need to keep putting in and the contrary contradictory statement to that is that someone who's very new to the field given that how fast the field really moves and if they invest just a few months of time can be at the top of the field uh, or can produce really good contributions to the field and that's that's one thing i picked from fast ai i really believe in that i really believe in making uh, deep learning or ai uncool parul pandey asks apart from fast ai including jeremy and rachel who had a profound effect on your data science career um i would say these interviews definitely have been a great education for me and i like to call myself a community tot ml engineer anything i have learned is via the amazing people i have known through just the internet so any community that i have interacted in uh, the kaggle community the fast ai community so there are so many people uh, who have had an impact on my journey who have been very kind to me with their time that it will be unfair to pick one or two i really love fast ai because that was the starting point of the chain reaction which is what uh, led me to this helena siren my favorite gan artist i think she is one of the best uh, ai artist if you were to have one extra hour a day what skill would you like to learn or master and arno also asked if you had one month of free time to spend 100% on one thing what would it be i would say kaggle if if i am to just pick one thing but i might fall into the trap of doing more interviews as i have been um i really want to become a better engineer with time but for now enjoy this process a lot so i've been uh, that's been my excuse if i have to pick something outside the field creating something artistic arno also asks when will you start competing seriously at kaggle and uh, so i you know this is sort of my bathroom speech practice of receiving my award of becoming a triple master i think if I, if i ever become a triple master on kaggle uh i'll be a h2o taught master because it's been uh, such a big 
motivation for me i really hope to get back to kerala but for now i think uh, i have a good momentum with the series so that's why i've been doing it i do aim to become a triple master this year on kagel uh, so hopefully this year and that's also my answer to christoph henkel uh, the retired construction worker triple grand master dieter uh's question what's the goal for next year i think but goal with respect to machine learning would be become a triple master for this year maybe move towards grand mastery in one tier big words coming out of a small mouth and outside of that uh lose some weight become more fit which i haven't been lately goku mohandas uh, asks you just turning 23 and remember i haven't edited edited the questions because people have been kind with their words so i'm just reading them out uh, without change you just turning uh, 23 and you're already given so much to the community what are the top 2 to 3 themes of things that you would like to continue contributing to the community um thank you for the kind words i don't think i have contributed a lot i wish i i do more i would like to further spread the fast ai mission which is making deep learning uncool and how i would be able to do that outside of these interviews would be uh, more kaggle related content so i haven't created much content around code recently i'd like to do that spread knowledge about ai in different communities i don't believe in gatekeeping i would like to break down gatekeeping barriers and if i can do that in any capacity either by spreading knowledge or by helping people either in a direct or in a broadcasted fashion i would love to do that more uh, with time the next question is from a mentor and hero of mine from fasa community even oldridge uh, his question is if you could use deep learning to solve any problem what would it be and why um right now find a vaccine to end this pandemic otherwise i think uh, solving intelligence solving creating agi would be an answer and this is one uh, statement that i have become interested by lex friedman's podcast it's like describing an ios app to someone in the 1970s is what looking at agi today is like so i am on the side of our robot overlords since this will be a video uh team robots go <laughs> go team robots but uh, that's one big problem i'd like to solve uh another question by dimitro mushkin is if you could go back in the past using a time machine to change the history of ai what would you change i'd like to eliminate the ai winters that had happened due to misbeliefs but you know the researchers kept working nevertheless uh, the people that believe in the field so who knows how the field would have been if more researchers had been contributing to it the next question by jeremy harris at sharpest minds data science has always been an unusually open field with community uh, spirit with a great community spirit and that's helped a lot of people break in how can new data scientists connect with the community now that lockdowns have taken away meetups and chance encounters i could i could state my example here i've only interacted with the data science community online i've never had a community in person i was going to meet one in san francisco this year and i think since everyone is on the internet everyone is on slack join any community slack today attend any webinar online try to interact with the person and then just reach out to them jump on a call i don't see any difference uh in how well you'd be able to connect with them via that it of course wouldn't be as nice as meeting people in person which i haven't ever yet i mean i do get to meet grandmasters at work which is a big perk of working at h2o but yeah use the internet the next question by is by ml warner uh, his question is for indie researchers it's hard to contribute to ml development on real world datasets due to comp- computing needs and in light of auto ml zero by real atl which shows it's feasible to invent algorithms from scratch 
will it be difficult for indie researchers to contribute to the development of machine learning on toy data sets how has the role of ml researcher uh, changed over the past 10 years and what do you think will happen in the following 10 years i'd like to echo jeremy howard's uh, thoughts there i think research has now become from just being academia to more application based more engineering based and i think as under qualified as i am to make a guess on that um, that will happen even more so with auto ml i think there are many great tools out there but research is also about uh, creating amazing algorithms creating interesting ways of initializing your networks interesting architectures that create breakthroughs so if if you are a researcher who's from a different background uh maybe auto ml will allow you to automate the boring parts and focus on even a bigger picture come up with even more interesting ideas that's that's my hope the next question is by actually by two people parul and nirant nirant is working on machine learning and nlp at worldloop.ai what would you do differently if you were to start your professional journey today i would just take one course and only one course that is pass.ai and then jump on to kaggle right away or maybe jump on to kaggle while doing the course even like not wait to complete the course rohan asks what is the most you like about t t is an experience i i I'm, i'm trying to come up with a smart answer you know philosophical answer but <laughs> i think my love for mountains and chai comes from where i've grown up dehradun and it's just a feeling that i carry so that's that's one part of my culture that i bring and i have now also brought to the internet via the podcast and a new podcast that i just launched if there is an opportunity to interview someone not from data science world whom will you pick mkbhd marcus brownley maybe him or maybe christopher nolan uh interstellar is my favorite movie of all time zack zachary muller zachary muller his question is blue pill or red pill i'd like the unpleasant truth i'd like to if i can question what's your favorite feature in fastai and this is a question by silvain if i were to pick a feature from the library the layered api is really true to the fastai philosophy which is uh, the top down learning approach right so depending on where you are in your top down journey if you're just starting out you can just use the high level api which is five lines of code uh, wouldn't take you very far if you're trying to let's say compete on kaggle if you're trying to pick up a more uh, if you're open to bigger challenge the mid level api so just the design philosophy i would say behind the framework would be my favorite feature and if i were to really pick one when when you try to move away from fastai then you realize that it's quite a big uh, problem solver the one cycle policy and the dot fit one cycle in fastai would be my favorite feature if i'm to pick one single function so to speak and the last question uh, which is quite quite a difficult one is by sebastian ruder you have interviewed so many successful and celebrated data scientists and researchers what do you think of the world successful who is the first person that comes to mind i think every single one of the person that i have interviewed is highly successful in this field but uh, if i am to pick one i'll draw i'll draw a personality that i would really look up to and that'll be the personality that fastay is trying to empower and they have been uh, which is someone from outside of the field who's just trying ml out of happiness trying to apply it and they haven't maybe even coded ever in their life and they are able to bring in an application of machine learning to their field uh, so i remember this example from the community where a farmer who had never coded i believe was able to apply deep learning at their farm 
as much as it's great to hear uh, of very successful people i think anyone who's been able to bring this challenging field apply it successfully and derives happiness out of it really enjoys the process is successful so uh, anyone who contributes to the field or applies machine learning in an effective way and the uncooler or the outsider they are to computer science uh, that's one thing that i would really respect i think that's why i really uh, also look up to jeremy howard since we all think of university as something that sets your career path and he is the only uh, at least the only greatest researcher i know who has contributed to machine learning and studied philosophy at university so uh, more people like him and uh, thank you for tuning in thank you for making it to the end of this podcast uh, my special birthday celebration one and i'm really grateful to everyone that sent their questions to me and i hope you enjoyed this uh, different episode on the series i'll see you next episode with another interview with a machine learning hero take care and stay safe if you like the show please subscribe and tune in each week to chai time data science